Welcome back to Your Best Year Starts Here. And I think it's probably time for another reader question. Your best year starts right here. Your best year starts right here. Perhaps the best is this one. And why did I say reader when it's listeners? Because you keep saying that. I know. See, if you'd have been here on time, you would have been relaxed, you would have understood, but you're stressed. So here's the lesson for everyone. We take listeners and our reviewers' questions, and if you want to ask us a question, please do, and we're delighted to answer the questions live on our podcast. So what's this week's question? So we have a question here from Claire, and this is what Claire has to say. Good morning, Neil and Nigel. It took me ages to work out how to send this on voicemail. Anyway, I just wanted to say how much I'm really enjoying the podcast, and I caught up on the weekend, particularly enjoyed the um, episodes around the Zookeeper series, and I think I've identified myself as being a monkey. And so my question is, can a monkey be a good leader? What a brilliant, brilliant question. So for anyone who's not quite sure what the monkeys are about, so I wrote a book called It's a Zoo Around Here where we identified four animals that work in your workplace. And the job of a great zoo and the job, if you want to become a great leader, is to become a zookeeper. And always the question is, who makes the best leader? And what are some of the issues in leadership? The issue about whether monkeys make great leaders, and especially from the question, and the very nature of the way the question was asked, that she spent ages trying to work out how to use a voice recorder, nearly told me that she was a monkey before we even started. (laughs) So monkeys traditionally are great entrepreneurs who have fantastic ideas, but don't often know how to put everything together. So when you look at someone like Richard Branson, who is a phenomenal monkey, who does some crazy ideas, who sets up an airline and thought, if we're going to set up an airline, let's find a name that's catchy. So let's use the word virgin, who also, by the way, created other products. And one of them were condoms, but obviously didn't use the name virgin because that probably wouldn't be the best name. But he did have virgin brides. Yes, he had virgin (laughs) brides and he also had virgin condoms, but he didn't use that name. So they're sold under a different name. But someone like Richard Branson has to surround himself with some very clever people. And what he does, he has some phenomenal elephants who are second in commands and MDs that run the detail of products and promotions and the logistics. So as a fellow monkey, in my earlier days when I had my finance company, I had some fantastic ideas and I created an insurance division and then I created a lending division. But I forgot there's something called clawback with commission. And when we were going public and we had our internal auditors and our external auditors come in, they never asked me the question, did we have any issues with clawback? So I never answered the question. Literally six or seven months after we had venture capital in our business, we had a clawback of £700,000. Ouch. And we had no provision for it. Everyone questioned me and I said, but nobody ever asked me the question. I didn't even know it was up for debate. One of the problems that monkeys have in leadership is that we make some very rash decisions and we're not financially astute most of the time. And a lot of American monkeys have gone bankrupt at least two or three times in creating their business. So monkeys can make great leaders, provided they've got a great support system. 
Otherwise, what happens is they have too many ideas, they spend too much money, they don't understand cash flow, and very often they go out of business with a great idea, and then somebody else will pick up that idea and run with it because they've seen the mistakes have been made do brilliantly well. So if you want to be a leader, you have to have all the skills of the different animals, which is why you have to be an effective zookeeper. So I am blessed that Neil, who is doing the podcast with me, has many elephant skills as well as being a monkey. So technically, he can record this production, upload it, and then we get fantastic reviews. And we've passed the magical 10,000 number, which was our big goal. And we are so excited. But we'd never have got there if we didn't have some sort of elephant-ish model to work on. Between us, we're both quite lionish when it suits us because we determine what outcome we want. And we both can be quite dolphinish because we both love each other and we hug each other and we come in and we make sure we, we're rehydrated, we give ourselves coffee and tea and we have regular breaks. But if we didn't understand the qualities and we were just being in what we call monkey mode, this would never get published, but we'd have, we'd have great fun doing it. We'd probably die of thirst because we wouldn't <laughs> be bothered to do it. And we'd never make the decision to get it done if we didn't act like lions. So it was a great question to ask. Any of the animals can be great leaders. I would say, though, for the record, it is very, very rare for a dolphin to be a leader. They are brilliant number twos because they don't make final decisions and they can be quite indecisive because they want everyone, everyone's need to be looked after. Sorry, they want everyone's need to be considered. So they're too caring. Too caring, too nice. They're too inclusive. Somebody has to make the decision. Somebody has to have the idea and someone has to financially make sure we can do it. So the question is, can a dolphin be a great leader It is rare, and if you look at the FTSE 100 or you look at Fortune 500 companies, it would be very rare for the CEO to be a dolphin. So the most common animals as leaders, successful leaders? Lions and monkeys. Yep. Elephants make great... They're often chief executive officers or they have a co-founder who is a monkey. Um, If you go back to... And I don't want to go into politics, but I will for a second... When Tony Blair, who was the British Prime Minister at the time, gave up and Gordon Brown took over, he was the um, finance minister. He was the Chancellor of the Exchequer, who was brilliant at numbers, but he wasn't very passionate, didn't have much personality. And when they did another election, you nearly knew he was going to lose out because when it came to TV interviews, his personality wasn't great. I don't want to get into the politics between the two different parties. But traditionally, charismatic leaders normally become the leader. If you are brilliantly left brain and you have massive elephant tendencies, you will look and appear on TV as too technical and not very likable. Mm. Doesn't mean you can't be likable, but you normally find that lions and monkeys appear to make better leaders, but that's because they surround themselves with people orientated people with the dolphins and financially astute people who are the elephants. So, who makes the best leader? The zookeeper. Of the zookeeper, they would normally have more monkey and lion tendencies. But if they surround themselves with dolphins and elephants, they'll be a much rounded leader. And that's my answer to the question. And it was a brilliant question. It was a great question. And it's interesting, since you first told me that I've got some elephant tendencies, 
I, I didn't like that to start with. It was like, no, I do not want to be an elephant. No, 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 no. But I mean, I'm not an elephant. I'm a monkey with some elephant, right? And I think it's, I think it's very true that we've all got bits of all of the animals. It's just how prevalent they are in what we do. And it's back to that kind of like acceptance thing. I'm now accepting that I'm prepared to be called a monkey front. Yep, you can you are a bit of a monkey front because you know exactly where you're going, but the timing isn't exact. You know what you want to create. <laughs> Is this me being late again? <laughs> I, I, I never mentioned a word. But the equipment that you've got and the way it's uploaded and the and the extra additions and edits you do, you need to have an elephant mind to be able to do that. There are times, though, where I can be quite fastidious about certain things when I travel, and I always want to make sure I get to the airport early, and I want to make sure I can do certain things. And there are some things that when I'm on stage, I want to make sure I do a sound check. I want to make sure my slides work. And as much as I trust the process, I can go a bit elephant, because when I'm on stage, I don't want to have to worry about my slide deck. I don't want to have to worry my memory stick working. And there are times, I know this is going to be a shock to the listeners, I can be a little bit elephantish because I want to be able to see my slides, what's coming next. So what you're actually saying is when it's not two monkeys, it's two monkey fronts. It's two monkey fronts who sometimes can go a little bit crazy, but we have a system. And I think Neil will admit when he got here today, I had a list of topics that I wanted to cover. I know. And Neil's face was a little bit shocked that this man here had an idea of what we wanted to cover. He had a list. But no one was more shocked than me that I'd even written the list. So for everyone listening, we have different qualities. We tap into different qualities because what happens is I go into what I call zookeeper mode, that if we want to produce a great podcast, just having great ideas isn't the answer. Just having a list isn't the answer. Just being direct isn't the answer. And being people-centric isn't the answer. You've got to have a bit of all the ingredients so like making a cake, you've got to have all the ingredients out there. You put them all in a bowl, you mix them up, and a fantastic product comes out. And I hope everyone's been enjoying the podcast to date. I hope you've enjoyed our mixture of laughter, seriousness, people-oriented, and sometimes a bit in detail of some of the subjects we do. And if there's something you'd like us to do more of or less of, tell us. And maybe we'll change our style a little bit. It won't be too much because... We are predominantly monkeys doing this podcast. But it's been an honour doing another set today with you, Neil. I've loved doing it. I look forward to the next set of recordings we do. And have a safe journey home. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. And just one little thing I want to chuck in on the end of this, actually. For anyone that's going, okay, but I am so strongly one of the animals and I'm not sure how to be the others, just be aware that, you know... um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anagram. An anagram of how is who. So sometimes, rather than trying to work out how, just work out who. Who can you bring into your team that can actually fill those gaps for you? What a great way to end. Thank you. And as always, if you've got value from this, you know what you need to do, right? What do you do, Neil? Well, first of all, you want to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media platforms, tag us in, and let everybody know what it is that you got and what it is that you're going to do differently. But that's not all, is it, Nigel? What's the other thing they need to do? 
I can't remember. What is the other thing they've got to do? Leave us a review. Leave us a review. I knew there was something. And how many stars do we like? We like six. Yeah, but it only goes up to five. So, so. give us five stars and that, that we'll, we'll accept five, even though we really want six. <laughs> and we'll see you next week or hear you or, you, no, you'll hear us. That's the right way around on next week's episode of Your Best Year Starts Here. See you soon.